Support Puerto Rico. Make it a state. <laughs> it should be a state. Swear God. Let's make Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico a state. Their own states. And then it would be 52 stars. And then Ooh, that would like... That'd be fun. We could also do Guam. Oh, uh, American Samoa. And the Another U.S. One. Virgin Islands. So we could have like five, 55 states. <laughs> I love... America is so weird. I don't... Like imagine explaining America to an alien. That's what this is going to feel like. It's okay. <laughs> All right, welcome to Find Hearings. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. We've been talking for two hours without the microphone on because my computer was dumb and there was someone in the lawn. Yeah. So now we're here, finally. So, this is uh, Hamilton Week. <laughs> Hamilton Week? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you remember specifically what you prompted me with last week? You had a very um, specific yes, thing. Yes. I, th- I think I asked for a weird Hamilton fic. Like, so <laughs> not like... Not a modern AU, not like alternative history. I wanted like cannibal mermaids or like. So there is a very specific reason that you know the phrase cannibal mermaid Hamilton fanfiction. Uh oh. <laughs> and I dug into why that was. And why? I found a tale. And I'm going to read you the fanfiction also, but the more interesting part is going to be the background. Oh my god, I'm excited. The, the fanfiction I brought you today is called To Scale the Blue Sky. And it is by Illuz Janista. I did not get permission for this fic. <laughs> for reasons that will become apparent very soon. But basically what it is, it's an alternate, I guess alternate uh, time, space, location. Sure. Of, obviously, in general, the Hamilton uh, fanfiction is not writing fanfiction about the founding fathers. It is writing about the cast of Hamilton as their character. Like, it's, oh, it's very oh, important that, like, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda as Hamilton, not, like, literal Hamilton. Not white from Hamilton. 1778. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, they're yeah, all people yeah, of yeah. color. They take on the personas of the characters, not the literal people. <laughs> so that's a part of this fandom in general. So that is... That actually makes so much more sense when pe- yes. when I, like, heard that there was <laughs> Hamilton fic. I was like, I don't understand. Yes. Is it Hamilton a fanfic of yes. history? <laughs> and I will get more into this when I go into the background um but yeah so like that is a big aspect of the of the Hamilton fandom fanfiction specifically this particular one is more or less the cast of Hamilton in high school in the 1980s whoa (laughs) specifically during the AIDS epidemic wow wow this is getting (laughs) this is already weirder than I thought yes and so now we're gonna go back. <laughs> so it's gonna... a high, it's a high school AU. It's nineteen eighties yes. AU. And I don't know if you've seen this, but this is not the website AO3. This is an archive of the website AO3 it looks... because this fanfiction has been taken down, <gasps> and I found it. Whoa! So uh, now, why has it been taken down? We're gonna get into it. <laughs> I'm, you might know parts of this because you are on Tumblr more consistently than I am. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of surprised. I'll be surprised if you know nothing about this. All right. So because this is going to get complicated. I have paired <laughs> our experience today with a three-ingredient drink. Yes. For a plethora of reasons. So this is a three, uh, it's an easy uh, pina colada. Okay. And so, mm-hmm. ooh, that's very pineapple-y. I like I it. Like it. I like so it. So the reason that we're doing this is because, uh, similar to the Cats episode, I went back and found Cocktails of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is set, I think, in 1988, 1989. If you like pina coladas. Yes. And it's also, I think, the national drink of Puerto Rico. Mm. 
So uh, before I read like my own synopsis, I'm going to give a shout out to the YouTube creator, Eldena Doublecast, who does the series When Posting Goes Wrong. <laughs> and if you would like a better, more in-depth <laughs> version of this story, I took a lot of information from this video. Uh, this like 40 minute long investigative journalism that was necessary. So... Okay. I really didn't think I was going to like... You're going to learn some learn stuff. Things. Wow. <laughs> I'm excited. And a Hamilton fandom today. Have you seen Hamilton? Yes. Okay. So Hamilton, for like those of you who haven't seen it, you probably at least know about it in general. It is a rap Broadway, uh, people of color version of the like lore of the founding of America. Yep. So everybody is a person of color. Uh, everyone like... I think they rap almost the entire time. Rap sing. Yeah, it's a lot of There's a lot of different genres. Yeah. There's different versions. Uh, like there's like 80s hip hop. There's modern hip hop. There's a little bit more like Broadway style singing. It's it's a lot. It's very good. Um, and because of high school, college people, especially around this time that it came out, I think it came out 2015, bootlegs on YouTube were a big thing. Yep. So like a lot of things that were um, resonating with the youth even if they couldn't go to Broadway and see it, they were still getting access to it. Mm-hmm. And Hamilton especially, a lot of the songs, like, if you listen to the soundtrack, you kind of get it. Yeah. Not all of it, obviously, but it's, you know, it's not like, um, I don't know, you don't need to see a lot of the visuals to be like, no. oh. But once you do, you see a lot of, like, you know, men that are all hot. They are hot. So, uh, that is kind of why. <laughs> I felt a lot of feelings when I watched it the first yes. time. And so, okay, so I'm just going to read what I wrote, because I, this had so many aspects i had to like write an essay (laughs) i'm excited (laughs) all right so without further ado the trash fire that was the hamilton tumblr fandom in 2016 so back in 2015 the musical hamilton came out it was popular for a number of reasons but the thing that made it popular with fic writers was that the on-stage actors portrayed basically an au version of that american founding father's lore so a bunch of hot young male people of color were introduced to one fandom and therefore it was ripe for shipping and slash fics oh yeah Uh, Lafayette (laughs) could get it. (laughs) Lafayette can get it. For the most part, fics were divided between two uh, main ships. Lorenz Hamilton. Do you remember who Lorenz is? He's, yeah, yeah uh, he yeah. comes back as Philip. Very yeah, yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. I get this because someone made like a TikTok or like a compilation of him just giving him these like really eyes. like beautiful like I love you eyes. I'm like, okay, I get it. I can ship mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, between Lorenz Hamilton shippers and Whamilton shippers, which is Washington Hamilton. First off, where is Lafayette in this? I agree. <laughs> I don't know why those were two, like not in that like everybody was doing one or the other, but that was like two I get, big groups that yeah. were feuding. I get the, I get the zaddy. Yeah, vibes from the washing. Oh, that comes up. (laughs) Oh, great! We'll get into it. I'm ready for this ride. (laughs) So, a fic appears on Ao3 that casts the Hamilton characters as high schoolers during the 1980s amongst the AIDS epidemic. So, the author whose name was Isra, aka Illuse Janista. Her name on Tumblr, I think, was Aloe Lesbian. Nice. I love a good username. <laughs> good name. Um, so this person was also a moderator of an HIV Tumblr whose goal was to spread HIV facts and education and was also run by another HIV positive person. So okay. she's supposed to be HIV positive. This other person is. They're creating an HIV blog that's like disputing like fact versus fiction and like giving out this like awareness thing. Like a Jonathan Van Ness, but from 2016. Sure. But it wasn't. 
uh, really about who the moderators were. It was mostly just these like facts. It was more information sure. like, educationally based. It's like Uber facts or yeah. like whatever else I follow <laughs> on Tumblr. Um, so Isra, who is the author of the fic that we're going to read later, it was also a member of this uh, Lorenz Hamilton shipper group of fanfic writers who dubbed themselves the group Chat of Color and surprise, many of them were white. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised because the internet is and used to be terrible. And so so uh, this group was like a rabid group of Lorenz Hamilton shippers and would attack authors who wrote for Hamilton fix. First off, <laughs> don't do that. That's right. just rude. One of which was uh, in this Hamilton group was named Ursula. I don't remember what her username is. We're just going to call her Ursula. When I say attacked, I don't mean they're like, yeah, your ship is stupid. Your writing is bad. I mean, they were like going in and saying there was like pedophilia what because mm-hmm. hamilton and washington are 30 years apart even though they're both adults That's or like pedoph- another attack was like uh you are fetishizing black people because you're a white person writing about a black person and you said they had a big dick which i don't know if you've read fan fiction that's how it is. But that's generally how it goes regardless. No one no person. one writes fanfic where they're like and his dick was moderately sized. Exactly. So like basically they were saying these things they were being like the hardest SJWs to the point where it was nonsensical and hilarious. I've like heard is I've heard <laughs> tell about like fanfic wars like this. Mm-hmm. I never got involved in it because that's not the type of person I am. Yeah, and so fair. like so like for, like I as a One Direction author was like, I don't care who you ship. I just happen to be shipping these Right. I happen to write these two as a ship, <laughs> but like I don't Well care. And even like for One Direction, like because they are real people, I could all right. like not I I can't justify it obviously, but I could almost no. justify being like, but it is true. That that's Larry true. is a thing. And if you don't believe it, you're like stupid and you're wrong and I'm gonna like attack you for it like that's true obviously it's not justified but these are already like three layers deep of not real people that's true because it's characters playing characters playing real people since i was very much the team oh we're writing stories about the caricatures that fan fandom has created of them and Mm -hmm. so we're not writing about real people right we're writing we're playing with we're not writing real things we're playing with paper dolls of magazine and you're getting mad at me because you don't like the way my paper dolls are kissing yeah right i was like i don't understand why you're upset that my paper dolls are kissing all right so um this group chat of color is accusing this like group of whamilton shippers of these like outrageous claims uh and they're going so far as to threaten doxing them Oh, that's they, you can't do that. You can't do that. So Isra again taking it back. She is a part of this group shed of color. Her aid-centric fan fiction was popularized by her personal accounts of her being a bisexual, non-binary, Chinese Pakistani, HIV positive, victim of sex trafficking, who was now married to a trans lesbian of color, and they both fled and had sought refuge in India. Wow, that's um <clears throat> I'm sure someone exists that has a complicated I'm sure like, some Okay, but here's I'm going to break this down. I'm sure someone like that exists. I feel like if that person exists, they have more to deal with than, like, internet no. bullshit. Uh, Isra is this person. Um, her wife, I think the na- her name was Mukta. Um, they are, together, the authors of this HIV Living blog. Sure. So I, and I believe they're the only two, as far as I remember. So, because of the combination of wild and sometimes changing claims of her identities and multiple identities, and her bullying the opposing fanfic writers in the group chat of color... You can't be a bully on the internet. <laughs> Ursula decided to do some digging. 
no, on this Ursula. Isra character. Um, yeah, because they're from conflicting uh, fandom. So she did some research to debunk one of Isra's claims, which was that she was collecting donations. It wasn't on Cash App, but it was on a similar app that's sure. like only in the U.S. And she was claiming to be using this app while living in India, which is not... No. It, it, there's no way to do that. Her wife was the daughter of an ambassador who hmm. got kidnapped, Ooh. and there was no news about this kidnapping That's very of a like U.S. ambassador, not a U.S. someone like national ambassador's daughter. Sure. Uh, also, at one point, she was not trans, and then she was trans. Sure. Like it kept adding on as she kept getting more attacked. She's she's an unreliable narrator. Yes. Well, and like specifically it'd be like, okay, uh, you've been accused of being transphobic. Oh, but my wife is trans, didn't I tell you? Oh. That kind of a that's thing. That's very convenient. So Ursula is uncovering all these things, and then she specifically found the blog that was connected, uh, Isra's like personal blog, and social media that was connected to and the account that it was connected to was a white American college student named Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so after a very long interrogation where Ursula continued to push, quote unquote, Isra, she eventually confessed that Isra and her wife were made up. Oh, no. By Alex. Oh, no. And that was who she was. She created the persona as well as the HIV living Tumblr blog, which HIV she did not have. Oh my god. Uh, to avoid potential pushback for her HIV sexualist abuse centric fanfiction. Turtles all the way down. <laughs> oh my god. So this bitch wrote a fanfiction. Was this, like, wait a second. I, I think, need to cover I, my I, I'm not sure what happened first. I'm not sure if it got big first or if it was like doing fine. And she was like, I bet I can make this bigger if I make a really interesting blog about how this is my own experience. Or And then it like added on like, oh, I should also have HIV because that's part of it. I should also have sexual trauma because that's in there. Um, so I don't, I don't know what chicken or egg came first. Sure, sure, sure. But it all happened. So how does this relate to Cannibal Mermaids? Yeah, you ask? I, yeah, it's, good. <laughs> it's gotten... We're on... This is... How my life is, where it's like the tangents have gotten so far away that you're like, where did we start? uh, After Alex confessed to Ursula, after Ursula, like, interrogating her. You can't um, lie when your hand is over the cursor of... Ursula said that Alex should confess all the harm she's done, specifically about posting it on her HIV living Tumblr, and confess that she does not have HIV um, on that specific blog. I agree. Alex did so because she was afraid of being doxxed and exposed uh, and bullied, even though Ursula was like, that's not why I'm here. And this call caused the group chat of color and others aligned with quote-unquote Isra to dig into Ursula's work Uh and find and quote-unquote expose her cannibal mermaid Hamilton fanfiction. (laughs) Which, to clarify, was actually a Lin-Manuel Miranda cannibal mermaid fanfiction, not actually about Hamilton. There is a distinction. And clearly she can't write it because she is Mm -hmm. neither a cannibal nor a mermaid. Exactly. Uh, Well, they were mostly just saying, like, oh, your stuff is so weird. Like, how dare you, like, uh, try to expose somebody else? (laughs) I don't (laughs) I'm not exposing you for being weird. I'm exposing you for being a liar. Yeah, you're obviously not a cannibal mermaid. No, I don't don't know what (laughs) logic. I think they were just trying to get anything, and they found this cannibal mermaid fanfiction. Sure. Uh, But unfortunately, because of the harsh pushback, uh, pretty much all of Ursula's work and most of her social media presence was ta- she took it offline. Aww. So the Cannibal Mermaid fan fiction is no longer on the internet, unfortunately. Upsetting. But someone did archive 
the original HIV fan fiction that started it all. Yes. So we're going to read To Scale the Blue Sky, the first like 2,000 words, and that's about it. Uh, here are the tags. Holy bitch, that's so many words. I like looked it's, at the- Yes, it's almost 200,000 words total. I don't know if I, I tried to find more of it, but this is, the first chapter is the yeah. only one that I could find. No. And only the first half of it is interesting. The second half is clearly like leading into more things. Um, and I'll talk about like the rest of the chapter, but here are the tags. Racism, alternate universe high school. Bisexuality, HIV AIDS. Alternative universe, 1980s. Uh, tip, t- typical homophobia. Activism. <laughs> Period, typical homophobia. Model United Nations. Lesbian character. Mental health issues. LGBT history. I love, I love, I love weird tags. Like, I love when you, like, read a fic and you see what the tags are and you're like, oh, this is going to be juicy. Anyway, so the summary is, (laughs) the year is 1988 and the city of Charleston teeters perilously on the cusp of something. Not by accident. Later, someone will remark, uh, quote unquote, they were all just too ahead of the times. People say the era is not ready. It's not. But Alex Hamilton (laughs) wants to watch (laughs) their expectations. What if this is a self-insert? I don't think it is. So the notes, uh, TW, trigger warning for the entire work. Uh-oh. A sexual assault, while not exceptionally graphic, is central to the story's plot. That happens in the first chapter, so oh, we wow. get to hear it. Just Appar- wh- Apparently it doesn't happen again because it says a sexual assault. So I think it's just the <laughs> one sexual assault. Though, based on like later stuff, I think there is more gay sex in general. Anyway, um, so... Celestial Shimmer is my wonderful beta. Big shout out to something uh, for handling my Brit-isms, grammar, and plot irregularities. Yeah, your beta is your editor. Ah, okay. So (laughs) your beta is like you write your fic. She's pretending to to be a person. Well, India is like very British. So she's pretending that she has Britishisms being an American. Hmm. So that's in there. I'm sorry, I have a mouthful of pina colada because and I was second, so shocked. Because for a second, there is some weird uh, grammar, and I'll talk about it, because uh, it, I think it might mostly be in the second half of the chapter, but I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But actually, no, it's just bad writing, because <laughs> she's not actually British. All right, so chapter one, September 1988. <laughs> Angie Shu picks up it. At nine in her red Corvette, white leather seats, and gold trim. She's Hot. rich and itching for rebellion. Her family's new money. They're excluded from debutante balls and dinner parties, but no one can deny they're rolling in it. Hey, Angie, Alex says. That you, girl? Mulligan, or that your girl? Mulligan asks, jaw falling open as the car squeals to a stop. He grins, shoving him in the shoulder. We have fun, he replies ambiguously. Alex, what are you on? Messing around with a rich girl, he chides, shaking his head. She's going to expect some expensive shit. What are you going to do then? She's picking up in Northchuck, man. She's not dumb, Alex replies. The understatement of the century, because she's a genius. See you around, Mulligan. Have fun fulfilling her uptown girl fantasies, he shouts after them. Alex has barely gotten in the passenger seat when she grinds her heel into the accelerator. They both laugh and he turns to her with a grin. They're at the top of their class. Both have exclusive internships in in the business district, and their ambitions are limitless, flowing like the money Alexander doesn't have. Those aren't even the only characteristics they share. Once every week, when they've gotten ahead on their work and have a free Friday or Saturday night, they head up to a frat party at the nearby university to get tipsy and dance their expectations away. First off, I'm going to sidebar. Yes. I don't think high schoolers go to frat parties. I don't think you can. I don't think you can, because (laughs) you look like an infant... And so, like, I just feel like if a high school, unless maybe a first Maybe girl, a high school senior girl. Yeah, a high school senior boy. Alexander Hamilton would not. <laughs> yeah, I was like, 
Angie. I don't even know if they're seniors. I just I'm assuming. Yeah, Angie can get in because they're like whatever. Uh, girl, whatever. When a baby-faced boy walks in, they'll be like, you are not from our frat. Get out. <laughs> get out. We don't need any more men here. We, right? Or it's like, we already have a sausage problem. So, like, <laughs> get out. We started with 30 guys. We got we to gotta get some women. We started with 30 guys, and girls are afraid to go to frat parties for, a reason. for reasons. So, it's hard uh, to convince them to go. <clears throat> All right. So, they get tipsy and dance their expectations away. A coping mechanism is a coping mechanism. She tosses her chin-length black hair, which she's made a valiant effort in teasing and spraying up despite the humidity. I know the guy who's hosting, and when I say I know him, I know him, Ooh. she remarks, turning Uh-oh. suddenly at the end of the block. She may be the rising star of the physics department, but all her free-bodied di- diagrams, diagrams and velocity graphs haven't improved her driving. I know what a free-body diagram is. I didn't know what that was. I thought it was going to be like a slut no, joke, but never I don't mind. know what a velocity graph is, but... Um, <laughs> a graph about velocity. I guess. A free-body <laughs> diagram is when you're like, if a box is sitting on the ground... Then like the force, you draw like the force arrows. So it's like gravity is one and the table is another. Yeah. So it's like, so it's just, Ah. it's how you like identify, you draw a diagram to get the forces in action. Yeah. So then you know what you need to put into the equation. It's just, it's just dumb. I hate doing them because they're tedious. They seem tedious. Was that the guy from last time? He asks, trying to recall the face of the guy she slipped upstairs with. The time before, she replies. Oh. Discussion like this would horrify the churchgoers of Charleston, but Alex and Angie love a good party. In the kindest possible terms, they're both promiscuous. Have ill-advised outlets to... <gasps> oh my god, wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like forgot this is going to be an HIV and also sexual assault fic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, continue, but I just was shocked. Uh-huh. They're both promiscuous. Have ill-advised outlets to accumulated stressors. They're constantly busy filling resumes with their gritted teeth in the face of academic obstacles. The year is 1988 and the world is changing, so they must evolve with it. Alex sleeps with girls, their tight skirts and beguiling hips, and boys, musculars and stubble and rough edges. People would kill him if they knew, so they can't. Alex Alex dislikes the dishonesty, but he must be willing to sacrifice the part of himself if he ever hopes to make it in politics. Period. Typical homophobia. (laughs) I get the tag. I got it. Yes, yes, yes. It makes more sense in context. It's just very funny out of context. It is funny. (laughs) Typical. (laughs) Typical homophobia. And you're like, what? Yes. Angie doesn't ask him about it. She sees him duck inside closets with college boys. Literal closets. Literal closets. Flirty smiles and alcohol breathiness. No one at school knows except for Angie. So that's also why they go to the college parties, is so he can sleep with boys. Oh. Out of frat, question mark, but okay. No one knows at school except for Angie. She could destroy him, but he could destroy her too. If her numerous friends knew how many people had spent the night with her, she'd lose all her credibility. So much for being one of the smartest students at school. She'd be a slut, and that would be that. They've got each other's backs in that way. It's like a much more fun version of mutually assured destruction. Do you see how this is like, it's trying really hard? Yeah. (laughs) It's like using a lot of terms. Yeah. Anyway, don't ask, don't tell, but with the tedium of an arms race. Without the tedium of an arms race, that makes more sense. The Corvette pulls up to a house party, conspicuous and vibrant with life. The guy at the door recognizes them, waves them in without so much as a second glance, except perhaps to check out Angie's ass. Alex knows his limits. He's a lightweight, so it's usually better to start out with just a bit. He never aims to get face on the floor drunk, because hangovers are such a pain. He fills half his glass with whatever's in the keg and dilutes it with water from the tap. That sounds gross. Could be beer. Anyway. Yeah. He sees some guys he's loosely acquainted with, says a quick hello, then ventures down to the basement, which is dominated by bright colored lights and dance music, dozens of bodies moving in the dark, and joins the crowd. 
and she jumps on his back and laughs wildly. She's already far drunker than he is. He smirks and nudges her off his back carefully. She's drunk enough that a little slip could break her neck. She stumps I don't know. She stumbles back onto her feet, pulling down her skirt, which had gotten hiked up. <laughs> oh, I was like, ew. Just don't like, go with, like pantsing yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why are we pants? Pants! <laughs> <laughs> what a move. Alex sets his drink down on the table and they dance together, jumping up and down to, Don't you want me, baby? Angie belts the lyrics more than a little tipsy, and Alex grabs his drink back from the table and takes a big gulp. They tell girls over and over, never put down your drink. They drill it into them, the fear of being raped, kidnapped, murdered, like thousands of girls who are exploited each year by greedy, heinous men. They don't tell boys. He's never learned. He's with Angie all the time. I, as a girl... But he's a boy. That's true. I just feel like I tell... Boys don't think about that stuff. That's true. I once, like, explained to... It was, like, I saw a Tumblr post that was, like, a girl, like, explaining to her guy friends why she, like parks next to like the shopping cart return and she was like oh it's yeah. so that you don't get nabbed into a van and they were like what and she was like what what, what do you mean what <laughs> and, it, and she's like what do you mean what and they were like you're weird you're gonna get nabbed into a van and she was like yeah yeah happened. yeah yeah um, <laughs> so yeah i don't i don't know how to explain to you that it's told to me all the time i'm getting nabbed into a van vans make me nervous <laughs> they should they're terrifying a boy approaches from the side of the room, and they dance together briefly. The room is dark, anonymous. Everyone is too drunk to accuse anyone of homosexuality or AIDS. What? <laughs> I accuse you of AIDS! <laughs> I don't know, it's a weird... Like on a dance floor, you, AIDS. You are getting AIDS. I don't know, the wording is... I, I understand the drama of... Yes. It's to add to the drama. Yes, But it just, it's like, makes me laugh. Each encounter is a game in risk assessment, he knows. So I think, okay, so she's setting up the idea that any gay sex could give you AIDS, which... Fair. It was the 80s. It's a real thing, but, like, poorly written. You're not from around here, are you? The boy asks him in a drawl. Someplace in Africa, right? Alex feels himself bristle, has to grit his teeth to stop himself from snapping. He's worked hard to banish the accent. Difficult, because he's picked up quite a few over the years. He's Haitian, moved from the Dominican Republic, although born originally in Puerto Rico. Oh, I forgot this is Linwell Minwaran. Yes, this is, yes, 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 yes. Caribbean cities and slums, countryside and tiny apartment buildings. He has seen most of what the islands have to offer, and while he doesn't hate his homeland, he knows that they are at a disadvantage. After processing the boy's ignorance, he decides that he's not into this. He's pasty pale and has greasy blonde hair. Alex is having none of it, he decides. He returns to Angie. They can laugh about it later. They jump around a bit more giggling when he realizes he feels a lot more drunk than he ought to. For a little bit, it's nice. Angie teases him, says, I gotta catch up, don't I? She downs more of her drink, that much he remembers. They're on the couch then, Angela has her legs sprawled out. He's barely had half a diluted drink, he recalls groggily. Fog descends upon him. Somehow he's not on the couch now. They're standing together, back near the stereo. Angie dances in a blur of color around him. Lights spin and the room starts to whir around with it. It is after this point that he struggles to recollect sharp pictures. He's only had tiny shards of mirror that project into all direction. The light is blinding and difficult to read. He's being pushed into a car, onto the floor. Later, he will ask himself how he got outside. How no one noticed. How had he been dragged? Had he followed of his own free will? His nose is pinched by harsh, smooth fingers, and when he gasps for breath, the boy forces his dick into his mouth. Oh, I was like, I'm like, why are we pinching his nose? That makes more sense, but also... (laughs) So he opens his mouth. Gross, though. Uh, He thrusts Alex's gags, but the pasty blonde boy keeps going. Bite him, he thinks. The boy starts driving. His limbs are crushed beneath the dashboard, and the kid keeps going. Finally, teeth on flesh, the boy curses and swerves to the side of the road. That is spelled so wrong. Sorry. Curb is spelled (laughs) K-E-R-B. Britishism. This ed- this editor is 
Not good. Uh, he is kicked out of the car, falls to the sidewalk. Screeching tires, pain, blood dribbles from his chin. Alex wanted to fight but could not. His bones stiffen into lead. His mind languished in confusion. The pieces of glass fall around him. Bewilderment, tiredness. He cannot move. He cannot think. Time is passing, but he is not processing anything. Darkness. Dull, gray, pain, blood, red, black, red, black. They flash and blend until both collaborate, settling over his vision in a thick, hazy wool. Finally, peace. The pain dissolves. Whoa. That's where I'm gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> and our pain dissolves. Yes. Well, so basically what happens in the next uh, chapter, or the next, the last half of this chapter, is basically he wakes up on the sidewalk by, um, what's his face, Lawrence, John Lawrence. Sure. Who goes by Jack. Sure. Because. Uh, and Jack John Lawrence takes him home, and it becomes apparent that he, uh, John Jack, is gay, but, like, they don't say it. Okay. Because you're not allowed to say it. And uh, Lorenz's dad is weird to him because he thinks they're both being gay, and that's about it. Uh, and Mulligan makes fun of him because he's like, oh, you spent the night at Lorenz's house, don't you know he's queer? Alex is like, it ain't like that! Ugh. And then that's about the end of the chapter. <laughs> Hashtag period typical homophobia. Period typical homophobia, but also not because I read, the they're in, they're in Model UN together, which is how, <laughs> it, like, how it relates back to the <laughs> Uh, I don't know if they had Model UN in the 80s, I'm not sure, but it made me laugh every time because it's, like, inaccurate typical homophobia where they'll, where they'll say, oh, don't you know he's queer, which is a phrase we say now. Back yeah. in the day, you would, especially in the South, you would say, don't you know he's a queer. Yeah. And that's yeah, where yeah. the line is. You can say queer, you can't say a queer. Oh, oh, that's, okay. That's not that so I'm going to go out and start saying that. <laughs> well, I had to explain to someone recently that the word queer was okay to say because he was very straight and, like, not in the circle oh. of, like, young person yeah. or gay person knowledge. So I had to be like, no, queer is fine. And, like, recently after reading this, I was like, no, it's a queer. It's a queer. That's bad. You can't be like that them a queer over there. They, like, <laughs> they queer. They, they, you can't be like they a queer. <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> I generally don't try to uh, label people, but um, good to know. <laughs> In case you were curious. Uh, yeah, so that is wow. what this whole debacle was about. That was it. <laughs> Isn't it nothing? Isn't it so nothing? And I don't know. Okay, well. It does make me want to dock someone. Because, <laughs> because you've been on AO3 longer than I have. Maybe you like have a better, like just broad range knowledge of this. What would you say is like a... A, like a a really good number of kudos where you're like the best people get this amount of kudos on their work. If I had, if I personally had any kudos over like 500 mm. or like a thousand, like if I had a thousand kudos, I would okay. like shit a brick. Okay. Cause this one is 600. Okay. And so I'm it's like, like, is that a lot? I mean, it sounds like nice, but it doesn't no, seem like worth creating three identities and like threatening to dox a bunch 600, of people. It's like 600 is 600 is a pretty good number. I would say that is a well-received fic. Especially but for a very I don't, long fic. But... but I don't know if it's enough to create three identities and create, like, a whole other universe about yourself. Well, like, like especially because this, like, this fanfic is fine. It's, like, pretty well-written. Yeah. It's not the best well-written thing I've ever seen. It's not particularly, like, I don't know. They're, like, it's not my jam because it's, like... Not only does it not really relate to the actual characters very well, it does obviously ship Lorenz and Hamilton later. Like, they have some, like, chemistry between them and they know each other. Like, it's very clear they're going to hook up later in the fan fiction. I don't know how far in this, like, 200,000 words, but... Jesus, that's so long. That's, um, like, 
two books. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Wow. <laughs> that's what happened in the Hamilton fandom. Wow. <laughs> I will never be satisfied. Honestly. I mean, wow. Like, none of this reminded me of Hamilton, really. No. It was just, like, its own I... story. If anything, it was more like um like a really grungy, uh, like, Ferris Bueller. It is, is what I yeah. pictured. It is very much, like, the concept that I've explained fanfic to, like, people who are not initiated to fanfic. I'm often, like... This would be like, very confusing. I would, it's, like, I explain, like, the weird stuff where I'm, like, well, it mm-hmm. starts with, like, you have your action figures that have a TV show, and mm-hmm. so then you start making your own TV shows mm-hmm. for your, like, G.I. Joe. And then eventually you're, like, you get bored with the episode, so then you're, like, what if G.I. Joe kissed Barbie? And you're, like, those are two different universes, and yet... But that's exciting. I'm gonna do it. Right. And I do understand shipping those two, but I understand it with, like, no additional stuff needed to the source material. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe present day, but, sure. like, they're in Congress. That would be hot. Right? <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, in a Congress meeting, like, let's slip out and do, like, a covered in Mac... That would be hilarious. <laughs> right? Yeah, so that's uh that's that's the story of Hamilton. No. <laughs> but for those playing at home This is how America was <laughs> If you didn't realize we've now explained to you how America works. Came to me. And it's basically built on the backs of people lying about who they are. Yeah. So it's p- people who are white pretending that they don't have privilege. <laughs> So we have told the story of America. Uh, <laughs> story of the scaleless sky. <laughs> I don't think you realized we were going to get there. Oh, I love yet. it. What a circle. It's a beautiful circle. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to give you something. Yeah, I'll say, what is my... Less re- convoluted. Yeah, what is so, your request for me? I've recently finished the prequel to The Hunger Games. And I have feelings about it. <laughs> I'll talk more about it next week because I would like you to give me really just anything from the Hunger Games. I'm into that. I don't know anything about the Hunger Games fandom, specifically about fan fiction. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see where that takes us. I'm excited. <laughs> this has been a fun time. I gotta finish this pina colada because I was talking a lot. So I finished the whole pina colada, which maybe some of you can tell based on the amount of <laughs> laughing. I was I'm doing. not surprised because like I feel like you need a drink to get through this story and also this fan fiction. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you next week for our Hunger Games. Um, thank you again for all your support. We've gotten some really fun um, requests for fan fiction, and we've only gotten two five-star reviews that came with suggestions for what we should write. Yes. We are getting a lot of five-star reviews, so thank you so much for all those, but a lot of you guys aren't claiming your perks. So if you would like the perk of <laughs> one of our original works... We'll, we'll write you a 500 word. Yeah, just put it in the review, what you want. We'll do what we want. If you want to add more details, just let us know. At our email, which is finepairingspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at finepairingspodcast, as well as on TikTok. And give us reviews on iTunes. And I was trying to think of something fun for Spotify. I guess if you follow us on Spotify, maybe we'll shout you out in our Instagram story or something fun. Yeah, I don't know enough about what happens on the Spotify, but... I think, you, yeah, just like take a snapshot of it and like... Put it in your Instagram story. Yeah. Tag us. We'll share it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Really nice and easy. Yeah, about doesn't take a lot of time. About half of our listeners are actually on Spotify. I'm so. very surprised. I didn't think it was a great app, but right. <laughs> I get you a lot can't of rate. <laughs> I don't understand how to find podcasts on there. I also don't pay for premium, and so I have a lackluster experience. <laughs> Maybe it's a premium thing. Anyway, you can still find us there. I hope you had fun with this. If anyone wants to send me the rest of the chapters of this, if you have them archived to find them, I am. Very curious about where this goes that made it so convoluted. 
Maybe just give me a synopsis if you've read it. Yeah, if you could give us your own essay. <laughs> yeah, write me an essay about what this is about, because I don't really want to read it. It's going to be long and, and A book stupid. report. Yeah, send me a book report about To Scale the Blue Sky. All right, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.